This little thing saves a car owner a few thousand dollars every day. It's a convex mirror. You only see it on buses or huge SUVs. You only need it when you're parking. Usually, all you have are your rear and side mirrors. This way, determining the distance from your rear bumper to the car behind is very difficult. Moreover, the side mirrors often distort the reflection and confuse you. You're moving backward, looking in the rearview mirror. Just a little bit more, ugh, whoops. You lightly push the car behind you, and now you hear its alarm go off. Even worse, you have to compensate for the damage. You could have avoided that by installing a convex mirror behind the car's rear windshield. It's convex, and it reflects objects like a fisheye camera. So, when you park, look in the rearview mirror. Now you can see what the convex mirror shows you. Adjust it so you can see your rear bumper in it. Now you have no chance of hitting a car behind you when parking. And you've saved a lot of money on repairing strangers' cars. You might also like blind spot mirrors. They too are convex and also work like a fisheye. Attach it to your side mirror. Even though it's small, you can see things in it that a regular side view mirror won't show. For example, when you park next to a curb. Look closely in the small mirror and you'll see the distance to the obstacle. Such mirrors are necessary for large buses driving in heavy traffic in cities, especially in older ones where the streets can be very narrow. But if you drive a small car, you can manage parking without additional mirrors. Another detail characteristic of large SUVs is this pipe. It's a bit like a truck's exhaust pipe, except you'll never see exhaust coming out of there. On the contrary, air comes in through that pipe. Our engines burn fuel to keep going. It needs air to do that. Typically, the engine takes air through the front grill, but SUVs sometimes have to go through rivers. That's when the radiator grill gets underwater. The water will get into the engine and it'll just shut down. You don't want to end up with a helpless car in the middle of a river. So you have to blow air into the engine through this pipe that stays above the water. Then the car will keep going, even if the water level is above the hood. If you want to keep up with the times, then install a rear view camera on your car. You can do this even if your vehicle isn't designed for it. First, choose the camera itself. It should be rain and dust resistant. Usually, people mount the camera on the license plate at the back and give it power from the reverse gear lights. That is, every time you put it in reverse, the current will go to the lights and in parallel to the camera. All you need to do is install a monitor and run a wire from the camera to it under the car's interior liner. If you want to be the king of parking, you can install parking sensors. That's these round sensors in the back and front of the car. They work by using ultrasound. Each sensor releases a wave. The wave goes forward, finds an obstacle, reflects off it, and returns to the sensor. A built-in computer measures the time it took for the wave to reflect and return and determines the distance to the obstacle. When you park and the radar detects an obstacle, you'll hear a beep. The closer you are to the obstacle, the faster the radar beeps. And when the obstacle is 8 to 10 inches from the sensor, the sound becomes continuous. And if you don't want to take part in parking at all, just let the car do all the work. Modern vehicles are equipped with many sensors that scan your surroundings. They're similar to parking sensors, but there are more of them and they're more powerful. When you want to park your car, press the automatic parking button and follow artificial intelligence prompts. You have to drive along the lane where you want to stop. Sensors will scan the row and find the right spot. 
the car will tell you to stop and put it in reverse. Artificial intelligence will turn the steering wheel to the right position. You'll only need to hold the brake pedal and change gears at the request of the computer. Some cars can park with absolutely no input from the driver. You can even get out of the car and watch the parking from the side. And some cars have adaptive cruise control. That is, they can even drive without your involvement. Mostly, you use it on the highway. Set the car's desired speed and release the pedals. The vehicle will maintain the speed on its own. Sensors and radar in the front of the car will scan the road markings and keep the car in the lane. If someone suddenly moves into your lane, sensors will detect an obstacle. The computer will reduce speed or even stop the car completely. Your car also has many systems and assistants which you don't even notice, such as ABS, anti-lock braking system. When you press the brake pedal as hard as possible, the brake pad squeeze the disc and it comes to a complete stop. The car can keep going with the wheels locked if the speed is high. It'll just slide on the tires. Even though the brake pedal is pressed, the ABS loosens the brake pad slightly so that the wheel continues to spin. This is to keep you in control of the car and allow you to maneuver even when braking. Emergency Brake Assist You can feel this system working when you hit the brake pedal sharply and feel the pedal falling down. Car manufacturers did a study and learned that in an emergency, drivers hit the brake pedal quickly but not hard enough. To help drivers, they developed a system that helps them press the brake pedal all the way down in an emergency. Traction Control System this thing measures the speed of each wheel separately. If you hit a puddle with your left wheels, you'll get less traction there. But the right wheels keep going on the asphalt with good traction and push the car forward. As a result, the vehicle turns left and you'll lose control. If this happens with the traction control system on, it senses that the wheels are spinning differently. Then, it commands the brakes on the wheels to equalize the driving force and the car stays on the road. Here are a few more valuable things to help you in an emergency. This thing is basically a power bank for your car. It's an emergency starter. In cold weather, even a new battery can let you down. If you try turning the ignition key and all you hear is your car trying to start the engine but failing, take out the emergency starter. See these clips? Connect them directly to the battery contacts. It's important not to mix up the plus and minus of the battery. Usually you'll see corresponding icons. Now, turn the device on and try to start the car. This little power bank will give you enough current to start your vehicle. Another way to start a car with a low battery is to use a tow rope. Note that this will only work on vehicles with manual gearboxes. Raise the drive wheels of the car with the jack. Be sure to put wheel chocks under the other wheels. Now wrap the tow rope around the wheel counterclockwise. The whole point is that when you pull the rope, the wheel will spin as if the car was going forward. Now turn the ignition key and put it in first gear. Your task is to spin the wheels as fast as possible. Pull the rope sharply as if you were starting a chainsaw. The wheels will make the engine spin and it will start. Voila! It's helpful to have an emergency exit device in your car. This is basically a tiny hammer and a blade. In case of an accident, you can cut the seatbelt with the blade and then break the glass with the hammer. One of the most essential things you can have in a car is duct tape. You can fix anything with it, but most importantly, you can use the roll as a cup holder if you don't have one. Also, 
If you're afraid of spilling a drink in the cabin, you can always put a cup in your sneaker.